In this episode, I am taking you straight to the Houston Hottie Social Hour event that I attended last Tuesday. It was a panel that I participated in called, I Want to Be Published, What Now? I got to talk about being published as a solo entrepreneur, as a person who was a teacher and wanted to write her stories as a memoir. So I wanted to put that in a book and I wrote this book 10 years ago in 2014. And in this panel, we give you some of those ideas on how you can do it yourself, how to go through the traditional publishing route, how to do it through digital, how to do um, a planner, how to do your own book. If you want to get more information on that, I also have a template at my website at aliciaelatasi.com. So I hope you enjoy this raw moment on this panel, which I really enjoyed, and just kudos and big, big hugs go out to Nicole of the Houston Hottie Social Hour. It was an amazing event, and next time, you need to come with me. As you can see, our panel are women of multiple talents, multiple creatives, so I really enjoyed that. All right, ladies, we're going to get started with the questions. So, what what did you, oh wait, you already said what you published. So, Alicia has a actual book, which is a memoir, that talks about relationships between fathers and daughters, and Iana has a digital planner. So, two completely different types of publishing. Um, and one thing I wanted to say when it comes to publishing a book or a digital, a digital book is people don't realize how much having a book in general can help with the success of your business. You can do so much with something being published, whether you write a how-to, um, whether it's how to make a candle, how to do highlights, how to become a photographer. Um, there's so many different avenues you can go with being published. Or you can write a memoir, an autobiography, a fictional novel, um, or you can make a planner, a journal book, um, any self-development, self-help books, um, or you can write a book based on your niche. Like we have a vendor right here who has lingerie. She can write a book literally about lingerie or a romance <laughs> novel having to do with her lingerie, and then bam, that book now gets traction to her actual business. Um, so there's so many different things you can do. Our permanent jewelry vendor, she could go and write a book on how to do permanent jewelry for dummies or something, you know? There's so many avenues you can go with publishing, so I really thought this was a good topic to have um, at this workshop. So, first question. What was the process of physically creating this project? Um, was there something that happened in your life that triggered you to write this? Thank you, Nicole. So definitely something that triggered this for me as a teacher in a public school. I was teaching for about 10 years at this point, teaching middle school, and I was meeting with parents all the time, meeting with the moms. And so the dads never came in to talk to me, and so I was always trying to get the dads to come in and talk to me, because I always felt like fathers had a very uh, important role in the education of their kids, especially in girls. So my relationship with my dad was very strong. 
And I always felt like because of him, I was strong, I was confident, I was able to stand up for myself. So I always encouraged the dads to come in and talk to me because I wanted them to know how they could connect to their girls, how they could connect with their daughters. And a lot of the moms would say, could you tell my husband this? Could you tell him these things that you're telling me now? So I went home, of course, I talked to my dad about it and he said, just write it in a book. I'll help you with it. We'll share some stories on how we came up with this. And he was, he was like, I think it's important for you to share our stories and how we grew up together. Um, my daddy was a very authoritative father. He was very hard. He was very strict. But as I was growing up, as a young girl, as a middle school girl, he started to change. He started to feel like, okay, I have to be a little more giving, a little more loving, a little more nurturing. People typically think that moms are the nurturers, but if fathers take on a role as a nurturer, it can really make a big difference for the girls. So that's kind of where my idea came from. As a teacher, as an educator, I studied child psychology, I studied the girls in my classrooms. So by this time, I was already in middle school, I had taught a few years. So that was the, the, the trigger that said, you know what, you need to write this book. And so it took me a while to write it, and I put notes together, and I put stories together. And in the book, I, I give you know a little bit of a, every story has a lesson for her and a lesson for dad. So it's a bilingual book because my book is really geared towards Hispanic fathers and just fathers who probably don't know how to connect with girls overall. And I think moms are a little bit better at that just because we're just nurturers, but you know, I think a lot of dads want to know, like, what can I do to connect with my girls? You know, they're, they're, they're not like they used to be, or their generations are different, you know, they always complain about that. I think there's some good that we can give, and some tips, and some lessons, and so that's where this book came from. So, same question, what was the process um, of physically creating this project? What triggered you to write your digital um, planner? Okay, so I'll start it by asking a question to the audience, just to make sure that my logic is correct in creating this. So when you hear someone being successful, what are the core pillars that you hear? Anyone. What's the foundation of success that you hear from anyone that's online, that's a public speaker, that's a millionaire, billionaire, what do you hear? Persistence, organization, consistency, anyone else? Planet, exactly. And so that's exactly all of those things are what triggered me to, and did you have one too? I don't think one out. What is it? Routine. Routine, exactly. So I'm still a work in progress. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm the perfect person who has everything figured out, but I've understood and I've studied these people and I know that they all have the same foundation. No one is an overnight success, but what happens on the internet is that we don't pay attention to the people who are just starting out. We don't pay attention to the people who may not have what success looks like, but when we see people here, we always question, how did they get here? Oh, one day I didn't know who they were, the next day I know who they are. But what happens is they have that routine, they have that planning, they have that organization that builds them up and that gets them to the point where they keep going and they finally get that success. And so my goal is to always help people in whatever I do. I knew that as a content creator, I didn't want to be one of those people that's telling you what to do and how to gain more followers and engagement. Like, I love that they do that. I watch those videos, but that's not me. I wanted to get to the core of it. When I was maybe 10 years old, my mom told me about the law of attraction. So I've grown up learning about, 
you know, manifesting what you want, but also doing the work, also believing that you are that person, also having routines and having the consistency that you act like you're that person that you want to be. So with that, I decided to come up with this planner that basically guides you to do all of these things, the habit forming, the budgeting, the daily planning, weekly planning, seeing your month overview, and putting your vision board in so you can visualize your goals. And if you use that daily, then you'll see that, okay, I'm making a difference. I'm actually starting to do the things I said I was gonna do, and it's not just ideas. It's actually a plan behind it, and I'm executing, and now I can see and track my progress from day one to maybe month three. So that was really the motivation behind it, and even though I am a content creator and event curator, I made it so that it's for anyone. So any business owners can use it as well, because believe it or not, we are in the age of technology, and majority of businesses that are thriving have a social media platform. So I wanted to make sure that I also had that aspect so that you can plan and make sure that you know what your brand is, you know what your mission is, you know how to create a media kit if you want to take it to that level. And just make sure that it's all encompassing to basically be a tool for success and accountability. Yeah, thank you. I feel like we all could use organization and planners, please. Yes. But I love that I picked two completely different authors so you could see things from two completely different sides of the spectrum. So the next question is, where did you go to get your work of art published? What legal things, were there legal things you had to do? What, what was that? Yeah, this is a really good question because everybody gets excited about the idea. But the execution, like she just said, is the hardest part. So we can get bogged down with the details, but you definitely have to plan for um, money investments, time investments. I went to a publisher to help me with this because I couldn't put it together myself. I needed somebody to help me with the graphics. I needed somebody to put the ideas together for me. Nowadays, you can go to Amazon and you can self-publish. You can do it that way as well. It's not a problem at all. And they will do it for you and they'll sell the book for you. But for me, I needed somebody to help me organize and put it together. Again, organization is crucial and execution is super important. So yes, my publisher was the one who helped me find my trademark. So he sent the trademark in, he got a book number, because you also need a book number. They give you a book number once you publish a book. And they also add you to the Library of Congress, which is another um, thing that a publisher can do, or you can do yourself if you self-publish. So those are things to consider, and all of this entails money. So if you're ready for the time commitment, you also should be ready for the financial commitment that comes with it. And that's just to say that your idea, as amazing as it is, you better believe in it really, really strongly. Because if you don't believe in it, any little thing or any struggle or any obstacle that comes will derail you. It will, because you're thinking, gosh, I didn't know this. I wish I, I would have known that. I'm telling you, a lot of people don't know a lot of these things, but that's why you're here today, because you want to learn more and you want to know more. The other thing that I would recommend is ask questions to anybody who's done what you've already, what you want to do. So if you want to publish a book, go and find an author and ask a ton of questions. Ask as much as you can, and that's what I did. I asked questions, and I even asked people, will you edit for me? Because editing is another component, and that's another financial strain. I had to pay for editing as well. So that's part of you know the, the legalities. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of editing. There's money involved. 
So be ready for that. However, just because those are um, challenges or hurdles, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. All that means is you're going to find a way to make it work. You will be resourceful and you will find a way to, to make this dream come true. Because all of us have a story, all of us have things, something to share. And I think where we get bogged down is with the imposter syndrome, thinking, who are we? Like, who do I, who am I to give people advice on this? You are somebody and somebody wants to hear it and somebody wants to get this. I think it's important for you to just don't overwhelm yourself, take steps. Do it one at a time. It took me years to accomplish what I did, and it's a tiny little book, but it took me years. I'm a mother. I have a 21-year-old. I have a 16-year-old. Back then, they were babies. I took my time, but I didn't give up on it, and I knew there were challenges, and that's okay. It's part of the process. Same question. What legal things or anything like that that you had to physically do to get your digital planner online? All right, so when I get to that point, I'm gonna talk to her. So, um, I was one of those people who felt like I knew I had a lot to learn, and I'm a perfectionist. It's not something that I encourage, or I think that is great, but I know who I am. And so, it kept me from doing what I wanted to do. And so I finally was like, everyone knows I love to plan. When I was doing, like I planned my last sister's bachelorette, I planned trips, I've done, I do my own events. And people are like, you're planning all these things, how do you do this? And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna make it and I worry about things as I go. So I am still figuring things out. I did a soft launch where I just gave some content creators and I'm using it to just continue to iterate and see how I can make it better. But the first two things I did, because I was sure that this would help people, I was sure that it was an amazing product because I use it and I'm very self-critical. So like I'm like, if it gets a check for me, then it you know it might it might be something. So I made sure that I got the domain name and I made sure I got the Instagram name because I feel like those are the first two things that people typically go after. Um, and then after that, I just made sure that I had certain verbiage on my site to say that like, you know, you cannot copy, reuse or anything like that. And that's how I started off. Um, just because I knew that like, yes, I can continue to learn, but I don't want that to stop me from putting it out there and having a tool that people can use. And, at the end of the day, when you do something amazing, people are going to try to imitate. But at the end of the day, if you're the originator, if you have, you know, great ideas and you execute, nobody can steal your vision. So I'm just going on that faith that, you know, nobody's going to take it and be like, oh, I'm about to snatch this. But it is a work in progress, um, and I think it's definitely something that's in my future. But for right now, I'm just continuing to build and make it better. So we've talked about what triggered you to start this body of work. We talked about the legal side of it. The next question is, how did you get this item for sale? Is it online? Is it in person? Is it both? What was that like? Yeah, so putting something, putting a product or a service on, on a website, it definitely takes um, some doing. My publisher was the one that put it up on Amazon. Ask, so, where did you find your publisher? Okay, so it was, I looked everywhere and I had sent my pitch to various publishers. Local publishers, big publishers, Simon & Schuster. There was, there's a little one here in Houston, something called Press. I can't remember the name of it. I couldn't get anybody to take a, a meeting with me and I pitched, 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 pitched. 
um, always being turned down, always told, no, it's really not what we're looking for. One day, I was at a networking event, and I met a guy who said, hey, I know somebody somewhere, and he's trying to start his own publishing company, and that I was his first client. So it was really, honestly, manifestation, because I did tell everybody I knew, hey, I'm writing a book. If you know somebody who's publishing, talk to me. I need to know them. And it's it's really the law of attraction. I really did attract that person because I kept thinking about that person. And that person just said, hey, I know somebody who's opening a publishing. Again, it is a lot of work and it's years in the making. It's not you just wish it and it'll happen. You have to work it a lot. It's really how it happens. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you realize this is something that's so important to you, you're not gonna give up on it. If you can't sleep at night because it bugs you and it's telling you, you have to do it, you have to do it, guys. You have to do it. Even if it's maybe a digital at, at the beginning, it doesn't have to be something that's hard copy. It can be digital, and people read things digitally now. I read most of the things on my Kindle or I'm on audio, right? I'm on my Audible. So nothing is off limits for you and your story is important. So what was the question again? Oh, it's okay. Um, how did you get this item for sale? Okay, for sale. So once it's, it's created, once the thing comes out, you will put it where um, you think your client, your audience will be or your purchasers will be. So I put mine on Amazon and then I put it on my website, aliciaelatasi.com, which is my name, .com. That's it. So that's where I went ahead and put it. Then I also put it out for schools. I do speaking engagements on it. I do small organizations, health organizations, wherever parents are, wherever moms are looking for help with, you know, raising their kids. That's where I have counseling centers, doctors. That's where I put it out. I published in 2014, and little by little, it's just taken its its own course. It's its own little life, and the most important thing is that you don't give up on it and put it out there, tell people you have the book. Another thing that I do for Father's Day is I make a big campaign, and I say, hey, I'm trying to donate my books for a charity, and people will donate so that I can give my books away for charity during Father's Day, because that's one of the most important you know, dates for, for, for the book, basically. So, Iana, how did you get your item for sale? I know you said you put it on a website. Yes, so this is version two. Version one, I did a, I actually put Amazon KDP, which is a Kindle Direct Publishing, and that was a nightmare. I made it on Canva, and I didn't know about the margins because it actually looks like a book. It's not a regular, like, spiral um, planner. And so I was stressed, like, nights of not sleeping, trying to, like, get the margins correctly because or else they wouldn't you know, accept it to be published. And I realized, I was like, I'm wasting my time doing this. And the book was like this thick. And I was just like, I'm not really gaining anything from this because the process of them actually printing it and publishing it and, and shipping it and handling everything, my margin of profit was like this. And I was like, I already want to save paper because I care about the environment. Um, I was going to be a veterinarian before I did what I did. So I, I was very into that and I was like, you know, I want to do something digital because I feel like it'll be easier. And so I switched to digital only this year. Um, and so I did have it on Amazon, I had it on Etsy, but Etsy is filled with people who buy templates and sell them really low. 
because I'm a creative, because I'm a graphic designer, I like to make my own stuff. Yes, it's stubborn because I know I can just buy something, but I, <clears throat> excuse me, I personally have made every single page of a planner because I design it in the way that I feel like would be best for the user because I'm a user experience designer, so that means that I focus on the best user experience. So I did everything by hand with Canva, but Canva, if you don't know, and if you ever think about making a digital product, is that they have a limit to how many pages and how many different design elements you can have. So my planner is over 500 pages, and Canva cut me off very quickly. So I had to export it into multiple documents, then take it into Adobe, and continue to link manually because my planner has a monthly day where you can click on February 1st and it will take you to February 1st and it has links like a real planner would have like the tags. And so it was a very strenuous process because I am the graphic designer, I am the editor, I'm the reviewer, I'm everything. But in the end it was worth it and now I have it on Shopify. Um, and so it's a site that I can customize myself. Like I said, I bought the domain. Um, and so that is the way that I'm selling it right now. I feel like that was the best for me because I don't have to worry about the traffic and all the extra stuff from Etsy. It's just you go on my site and only thing you see is my product. Thank you ladies so much. Alicia, I was gonna ask, would you like to read like an excerpt from your book? Something that you think would be nice for the women because all of us have daddies, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So this is, this is really meant for a father figure as well. You know, even if, because I have a few friends who are like, I don't have a dad. And I said, it could be a father figure. It could be somebody, it could be a brother, it could be an uncle. And so I'm gonna read this, uh, it's just a little lesson for dad because it's in English and it's in Spanish as well. And it's about perseverance because one of the things that uh, I wanted to really highlight is the struggle that a lot of immigrant parents go through as they're raising daughters in a new culture, in a new country, they don't, they don't necessarily accept the Americanized way that their girls are growing up. I was becoming Americanized. I was accepted to the University of Texas. My daddy didn't know what that meant. So a lot of it was explaining to my daddy like what it is to grow up in a different country, um, going to college and that kind of thing. But one lesson that I always wanted to, to, to convey was to tell the parents their story of perseverance for their girls. Because a lot of them hide it. It's a generational thing. They don't want their girls to know how much they suffered. So let me just read the English part because there's a Spanish as well. And so this is a lesson for dad. Your story of perseverance and struggle has to be shared with your daughter. What were some difficult decisions you had to make? Tell your children what motivates you. Daughters need to know of your struggles or how she will appreciate your sacrifices. I think a lot of times the dads will hide things because they don't want their kids to know the struggle. And it's important because the more I knew that my daddy has struggled to make it to America, to make it to this country, the more I understood him, the more I felt connected to him. So that's one of the lessons here in this book. And it's full, it's full of lessons, um, but it really is meant to, to, to create that connection with, between dads and daughters. And a lot of moms would come and say, I can't get my husband to, to do this or that. 
I would always say, just give him the book. Don't even tell him anything. Just have him read the book. And a lot of times it made a big difference. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. So um, Iana does have her planner on digital, and she has a discount code for everyone. So if you'd like to purchase her digital planner, feel free to come and check in with her. That way you can get that discount code. Um, Alicia, also, if you feel like this would be a good book for your father, for someone who's a father in your life, or you know, a father of another child, definitely come and talk to Alicia. Or if you just want some advice on being a published author, yeah. um, they're both gonna be here for a little bit longer, um, hopefully for a lot of it longer. Um, so feel free to come and talk to them and introduce yourself and their brains. All right, well, DJ Trevor Music, oh, yes, all right, let's get to party now. Um, if you signed up for a media package and you've already got your headshots done, be sure you get your video content. Um,